0: hello and
1: welcome to the alchemist inkwell
0: this is your spiritual podcast for grounded people and i was just excited because i just noticed the smoke from my incense is occasionally going in front of the camera which is perfect for the spooky kind of ambiance we're going for
1: in today I know, like, but yeah. my little my little guy okay. for spooky yeah if you guys are watching the youtube you can see my little skeleton wolfy dog thing he's from a book but he looks spooky for the moment so he's hanging he's out. Adorable. Yeah
0: oh
1: there's the book haha <laughs> anyway. hey welcome we're doing spooky story time with emily and crystal in because next week there's an eclipse and we're going to want to talk about that and honor that space but it's also halloween in that episode purview so uh we figured we'd do spooky story time now mm-hmm.
0: i'm also <laughs> for anybody who's watching youtube and just watching my gaze shift uh suspiciously to the side it's because i got a new incense holder and it's supposed to catch ash from an incense stick and i'm about to see if that's true and i'm Mm -hmm. a little nervous
1: about it (laughs) it's a cauldron also spooky
0: yeah it is i would Mm. hold it to show you but that would derail everything so
1: (laughs) oh i should have i should have been drinking out of my cauldron mug i didn't even think about it yeah Yeah, we're gonna have to do like a a
0: spooky party for the uh the patrons we'll do that, oh, we, or something like video that for the month.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So first of all, uh, how doozy was that solar eclipse? Uh-huh. Lots of people are talking Ooh. about
0: eclipse hangover occurring. Yeah. Um, I can relate for sure. Like it wasn't even angular for me. I finally get to say that it wasn't even angular for me. Lucky. I did have a nice, uh, little epiphany that rounded out something that sort of shows like I'm transitioning out of the angular eclipses and into something else, and oh, nice. I had a lot of fun thoughts about um, why the South Node moving backwards just makes sense. But that's yeah. it's it's uh it's astrology nerding out, and my my incense is getting real big now, which is great. Um,
1: <laughs> I am so, so glad for you and your lack of <laughs> pointiness,
0: only because I survived. <laughs> I know.
1: No, I'm only giving Chris a hard time because they did this when I'm feeling they felt all oh, last year and now I get to feel it this year because that's just how our charts line up. It's super interesting, but
0: every time I go, it is you're right on the heels and it's like, okay, I just did this. Let me turn around and try to like prepare you.
1: Um. um so yeah, it was, I was so, I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. all day on Saturday. I woke up, it caught it. It caught the incense. I'm super happy. <laughs> the little cauldron does catch ash like it's designed to do so massive win because it didn't both of us were kind of like
0: what? it was it was close but that little lip yeah. on the edge really made a difference so That's anyway yeah yeah
1: so anyway glad to know that um yeah i woke up on saturday and i did see the eclipse but in shadows not in i didn't have my glasses mm-hmm. i couldn't find my eclipse glasses it's from the movie it's fine um, so I went outside with my daughter and we just like saw the shadows on the ground as the eclipse was like, another really
0: cool way to do that. That's really neat.
1: It was super cool. It was super cool. We enjoyed it. Um, we couldn't see it fully cause we were a little bit late, but it was still like half moon looking shadows. It was really interesting. Um, super cool. So that was fun. Uh, and then I went to a soccer game and then I came back home and I laid on the couch. Whoops. There goes my little guy. I laid on the couch for like, for like hours because that was all I could do it was just really intense. I had no energy to do anything or like function like at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a rough one. And I know that a lot of people are feeling that I was having I had a call with like my mentorship group the day before the eclipse, and people were already like, Whoa, like there's like gravity, it's feeling like I'm being pulled right. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. That would be the nodes for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely eclipse hangover. Take care of yourself. It hopefully is subsiding by Thursday. We obviously are recording this on Monday, so for us mm-hmm. it's like very fresh. Yeah. Um, but it should be subsiding by Thursday when you listen to this, or Friday, yeah. or whatever.
0: At this point on Thursday, you are beginning to feel the uh, incoming Mercury kazimi We are halfway between Mercury retrogrades again already. So um, the next one is in December, but yeah. this Mercury Kazemi, so the Sun and Mercury exactly conjunct each other is followed almost immediately by mercury squaring pluto so again pretty spooky energy with that um so we thought why not do spooky episode now
1: exactly so um when we say spooky both of us are absolute weenies when it comes to (laughs) actual scary stuff
0: i wouldn't say Uh. we're not weenies we're just like not not for it it's not necessary
1: yeah. yeah i like the how. Ha- okay my decorate let me tell you the decorations that are on my lawn right now this will give you a taste of the type of halloween that i love um we got those trash bags with the pumpkins the pumpkin trash bags and we stuffed those in there but we also got ones that are mummies and kitties and ghosts and i put the ghost one right next to some of my blow-up decorations because in the daytime when the blow-up decorations are down it looks like the ghost is very very shocked that they have died so it's then they're like oh <laughs> that was the intention I like your impression of the ghost's
0: surprise. <laughs> oh, oh, they are fat.
1: Um, but then at nighttime, when it's very spooky out, we turn on our inflatables and we have a unicorn popping out of a pumpkin and we have a little ghost with a rainbow sign that says spooky. Nice. I love
0: That's it. That's the type
1: of Halloween that we do. I like it. I like that. Like, I like that type of Halloween stuff. I do not like the gore and horror element of it all that mm-hmm. much.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, we we actually, because a lot of people around here do decorate for Halloween. Yeah. Um, and so we, my sister-in-law is one of them and they did a wonderful job. They went, you know, they invested in their decorations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is basically a haunted house on their front yard. And yeah. so we went to look at it and like 40 foot mm-hmm. tall stuff or higher. Um, so it was cool. And then on the drive back, we went and this one guy actually did a really great job. It reminded me of um, the Fantasia scene with the horses that rise oh, out of the that's that, like, cool. And like, there's a whole storyline that goes through his whole yard. Like if he opens this up for people to walk through, I probably will just out of respect for the storytelling, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, there's a lot of like hardcore decoration. They've been even talking about it on the news about how people are decorating more because they couldn't get out during the pandemic and they invested in that. And it's cool. We don't, we, because we're moving, first of all, have not decorated in anticipation of Halloween. Typically, I would stick more to like the nature and the harvest stuff. Yeah, Um, I have already, though, bought a corgi reindeer lawn ornament for
1: Christmas. (laughs) That's fantastic.
0: I knew they were going to sell out. And if Lowe's was going to put them out like now, I was going to grab it for the new Mm -hmm. house so that we could make our first impression. Just so y'all know, we have corgis here and we like Christmas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we love Christmas, too. We're big Christmas people. So yeah, neither of us are super into like the spooky scary bits. That being said, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in our spiritual psychicness that have would terrify the living heck out of people.
0: Yeah, we don't do it in our free time because it's oh. our day job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it's so funny because like when there's scary, like scary, spooky things, um, first of all, when those are around, like totally different person like i don't Mm -hmm. know about you but my Scorpio moon comes out and goes oh i got this don't stress
0: yeah Uh like oh it's fine
1: um so lots of spooky things there but not scary when i was young they were very scary but Mm -hmm. they're not scary anymore yeah so we want to share some spooky story times and what we uh the scary stuff yeah (sighs) well why don't you talk why don't you start yeah,
0: I've got several, um, and it's funny because mm-hmm. most of them center around one room in my house that I grew up in from age eight to you know eighteen or whatever. And mm-hmm. it actually wasn't the house; it was a combination of you know me and my energies, and then eventually something that was put into that room. So I'm going to split it into two stories: one story of things that happened before this thing was in that room, and then I can talk about what happened after the thing was in that room uh, when we get back around to a different story. Perfect. So. This actually is a lesson in good psychic boundaries. And -hmm. I think all spooky stories really are. Um, But when I was a kid, you know, I, I, to this day, still have like little panic flare ups, thinking too much about death, Scorpio moon in the first house. It happens. I think about it a lot. I encounter it often. Um, So it's something that like is more forefront in my mind and in my life experience. And I remember when I was roughly 17, um, I was in the den or what would be considered a playroom or something like an upstairs living room to anybody who's looking for context. And uh, I was in there and it was dark. And I was just like, I had my eyes closed for whatever reason. And I would see faces when my eyes were closed frequently. So Mm -hmm. a face popped up and it looked like a woman gasping for air. And so I got all of these details about her hair, her eye color, all of these things, ran downstairs, told my parents what I had seen. And they knew enough to be like, well, we'll keep that in mind. And then the next day, uh, a teacher at our school had passed away, um, from a lung issue. So, you know, unable to breathe. And this happened for a period of time where it's like, before someone who was important to someone I knew passed away, I would see their face. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like,
1: first That's of all, so, right? yeah, I'm so I sorry. Cause really that is brutal. Perfect.
0: Right. I'm like, I can't do anything about it. I don't know who this is because they're not direct to me. Right. They're important to a loved one of mine. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if I can't do anything to help anybody with this. It needs to stop. And, you know, I think in hindsight, it was a sort of acknowledge what you're capable of and acknowledge that this thing is there. And now that you yeah. acknowledge it, we can put boundaries on it because you'll actually use it respectfully, that kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. I think I would have had the option to just say, no, don't want this. Stop doing it altogether. Uh, I decided to put boundaries on it and be like, if I can help somebody, then I'm willing to see something. If I yeah. can't do anything about it, leave me the heck alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did end up stopping. But yeah, yeah it was always like a face reflective of whatever they were struggling with or whatever was happening as they were transitioning which was that's awful it's not my favorite thing yeah and even when your eyes are closed Mm. i think the one with the woman actually was scary because the room was dark so i could see it without my eyes closed which is why Mm -hmm. i was particularly not happy about it Um, yeah yeah
1: cool yeah that's no fun (laughs) just like that zero out of ten no (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's scary.
0: Thank you.
1: (laughs) How about you? Cool. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I told this story last time. Maybe I did. If I did, sorry, repeat. But you get my storytelling again. Yay. Uh, when I worked at the corral, we would go riding out. Um, as just our guides, like just the you know my coworkers, we would after hours take some horses out and go riding through like the meadows and the forests, like behind. Um, And where I live, the forests are a very activated place. They're not in any way dead. Let's just put it that way. They are very, very active. Krista's been here and felt it. And um, they're very intense. They're intense. Lots of spiritual energy there. So one time, this actually happened twice in different kind of iterations. But um, one time we're riding back and we were getting back way late, like way later than we were supposed to get back. It was not supposed to be as dark as it was when we were through this forest. We did not bring flashlights. This was not like we did. I don't know how we lost track of time to such an extent, but we very much did. And by the time we were like cresting the hill to like come back down the hill towards like the crowd, which was still like easily 15 minutes away because at nighttime you're not going to go any faster than a walk. Bears, mountain lions, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was three of us. And all of a sudden it looked like four people just like ran across the trail in front of us and we were all just like whoa and the horses didn't react didn't see him nothing and um I was like oh my gosh and I like turned to my coworker, I'm like did you see that you know did you see those people and they're like what the f- <laughs> And I was like oh it's a me thing now okay got it this is what we're doing um and as we're going and I hear very loud like chanting whining sort of yelling kind of in the forest along the sides and so immediately I'm like okay I'm gonna tune in like what is this because no one else is hearing it the horses are not reacting it's just me seeing this um and that land that we were on which we knew um was very very connected to like the washoe native american tribe and so i'm like are you them is this what it is to the point where like there had been archaeological digs out there that year um to dig to find stuff left over from the washoe people like very very connected um and I couldn't get anything back but this, like, high-pitched, whining noise all the way back to the so, like, all the way back there. And I kept being like, are you guys hearing this? Or is this just me? Like, am-? no one else could hear it. It was just me. Literally just me hearing all of the spooky stuff. And then the second we actually, like, got back within the fence of the corral space, it stopped, like, cut off. Uh, super creepy. Not super fun. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Yep. And we were already late, and it was really dark. And like, all right, freaked out enough that there was going to be something in the forest that was going to eat us, like mm-hmm. actually. And then just to have the spiritual stuff on top of that was not super pleasant. I don't know. I still don't really know what it was. I do know that I've never gone back out there after dark, though. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's called respect. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's fear. I think it's no. the something has held a boundary with me, and I'm <laughs> respecting that boundary.
1: A hundred percent. We were near there once uh, a couple different times because it was kind of near where my old house was. And um, like on the other side of kind of like a little like hill sort of mountain from there, we would walk up there to go see the fireworks on the 4th of July. And every time coming back down, cause it'd be dark at that point. Every time coming back down, I'd be like, do I hear it? Do I see it? Is there anything around? And never had any other issues on that side of the hill. So it was obviously something just on the other side for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So lovely. Mm-hmm. loved that and I wasn't at a space where I was super duper comfortable or super duper confident with this stuff yet like I, I knew what I was doing and I was doing kind of readings for people in like a tarot or like talking to your guide sort of way but as far as me being comfortable like going into a haunted house like I would now and yeah sending stuff out or talking to them or bringing them cookies or whatever that's not me then so mm-hmm. there was definitely an element of that that was not fantastic yeah yeah what else you got? <laughs> I like the
0: little guest <laughs> uh, appearances by your he flesh. Really like, um, oh, let's see. I had, oh, so follow-up. The other thing that happened in this room actually started in a separate room. And I'm inspired by this one because I was inadvertently asked about this on a Instagram live I did earlier today. And um, it reminded me of this, which is really funny. So uh, back when the tsunami happened, in uh in india my was mo-
1: say, which one yeah
0: <laughs> India, the one the, yeah. mm-hmm. the first one that we were all like whoa that's a big a big
1: deal, deal one. one yeah yeah
0: um my mom and this happened to us a lot growing up my mom would suddenly just have a connection and be able to go and help like we helped with her King katrina we helped with um you know randomly in bulgaria or romania or you know mm-hmm. insert ran Uganda we were able to go and then she would make friends and we'd be able to go back and it's really cool that we had these opportunities and she got to go to India she didn't feel it was safe for me as like a 16 year old or whatever to go um and probably smart well I mean I think we've already talked about how I've been almost kidnapped multiple times yes (laughs) (laughs) so I think that was a good instinct which is good Mm -hmm. um so she went without me um but when she came back she brought back like Beautiful stuff, obviously, right? So it's such mm-hmm. gorgeous things. Um, and but she had gone, I don't know how she got this home. She brought back a gramophone, like an actual record player with the big like golden metal trumpet that was hammered in gorgeous ornament. It was a wood casing with the the um crank on it and everything. So pretty. Like I was in awe of it. And then um she put it in the back corner of our living room. Now at the same time. Not only was I dealing with stuff uh, just in general because I was, you know, a person growing up with uh, intuitive abilities and trying to get used to them, but also wasps had infested our house in the middle of winter. And that's fun. My room was their favorite room. So I would often get stung up there or, you know, just because I didn't want to fall asleep and have a wasp nearby, I would end up sleeping on the couch in the living room. So there was the couch, and then behind the couch was a doorway, and then a lamp with the record player next to it. Mm -hmm. And as I would be trying to sleep, I would feel someone standing behind me and I hated it. And I couldn't make it go away. I couldn't do anything about it. I would just stay up until the sun started coming up and then I'd fall asleep. And eventually she moved the record player upstairs into the very same den where Mm -hmm. I was seeing faces and things. And then I would um, be trying to sleep. And right as I was getting ready to sleep, I would close my eyes, not drowsy yet, not in theta or anything. And I would see the hallway in my, um, in clairvoyance, I would see the hallway and I would see something humanoid, but on all fours crawl out of the den, cross the hallway into my room, through my door, and then come to the bed right next to me and just stare at me. And it did it in that whole like creepy, you know, way, yet not my favorite thing. So I I for a while was sleeping with a bible under one of my pillows so I could just pull that out and like go through random verses and open up to it and and just like move my mind away from giving attention to it. And eventually um my my dad and I were very into ghost hunting shows. And so I had a lot of um machines and and tools to try to help validate my intuitive ability, which was my mm-hmm. goal. And so we um we went one night and set up cameras in the den to see what was in there, to see what was going on. Got honestly, absolutely nothing on the, on the tools mm-hmm. and all the recordings and everything like that. So we went in there and my dad said, what in here is, is causing this for you? Like what in here is so, it's so frustrating. Cause it had been years at this point that I'd been dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was years after she had come home from India. And so I put my hands out and I was like, where is the thing that's bothering me? And I let them guide me to the record player and mom was out of town because she traveled a lot for work and so dad was like oh no and i was like uh we can't destroy the record player particularly not while mom is gone she Mm -hmm. was so bad um but then my hands touched the record the record player came with a record Mm. and when I, i i played the record Everything in me reacted. And then I, you know, if you think about it, right, thinking about talismans and images and waves and things like that, how talismanic a record is with it with the Mm -hmm. scratched into it. So it made so much sense that the energy waves of sound were kind of insold in the record. Whether it was just the person had invoked something inadvertently with the words on the record or whatever, I couldn't understand the language. So I really don't know the specifics, but dad was like, listen, we can't destroy the gramophone, but we can destroy the record. So we took the record and we broke it a couple times and we safely burned it outside. And I tell you what, from then on, I didn't have a problem with the gym or with the, with the, um, the den. Yeah. So good job, dad. Yep and then mom came home the grandma said, phone will
1: be fine but let's burn this <laughs> yeah
0: and so when mom got home she's like well I guess that's okay like kudos to my parents right mm-hmm. Krista believes that this thing is possessed we're going to destroy it and that's okay Got <laughs> as much as you can ask for from parents at that point mm-hmm. so and I
1: appreciate that even she was like
0: okay yes I mean you know I she, she we joked about it a couple times after that um And, you know, she was like, but it was a record and it was from India. And it was like, you know, native languages and stuff. And I was like, I know, but it it was, it was causing some stuff. I don't know. Let's get another one that we actually know what it's saying. And, and, you know, it was possessed. So like, yeah, let's, let's choose a record on purpose next time.
1: No, thanks then. Yeah. Yeah. That's no fun. Um, Okay. Fun. Not like to break up that energy a little bit as far as the spooky (laughs) stuff goes. What is your favorite Halloween costume you have oh. ever worn? If you are a long time listener of this podcast, you know, I don't like Halloween at all um, as far as costumes and all of that stuff goes. So I do yeah. I remember a couple that I had, but what about you?
0: My favorite favorite, which is second only to the time I literally I've sewn costumes for myself before. So I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Uh, I did make myself a link costume, tunic and hat. Um, what a
1: surprise i know never would have guessed this
0: nope no nobody nobody could see me trying to be link but anyway when i was in first grade i won Mm -hmm. the class costume party uh competition as a sky dancer do you remember sky dancers yes the
1: barbies that you would like not barbies but
0: and they flew man Uh this this costume on the arms had the little wing things and if there's one that's thing I more so cool. than to be Link, it's to be able to fly. So right. I, anytime I got to be a fairy or whatever, it was perfect. But the Sky Dancer had the wings built right into me. I wasn't wearing them on my back or anything like that. I had wings and it was the best thing ever.
1: Okay, that's a really cool costume. Right, That's really cool. Also, yeah. I loved those toys so deeply. We had like three or four and they would hurt so bad when they hit <laughs> you in the face. But they were so fr-
0: but like we were the generation that was like we've been hit worse. <laughs> Not by like well, specific things, but No. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you ever played with a skip it? It would we... Yeah. Skip it would break shoes. your ankles. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So we could take a skydancer to the face yeah. any day.
0: You so <laughs> we were the sock and boppers generation too. We literally uh, had inflatable punch each other with this stuff. So <laughs> how could did... <laughs> give your kids these
1: toys if they're annoying you That's a
0: funny sound
1: (laughs) well what toy was i looking for oh i had this kit this is just a side note because i always do a halloween party with my kids each year um pull them out of school we do stuff like all day long um during halloween which is so fun Mm -hmm. we love it so much (laughs) um and it's the best but i was looking for when i was a kid i didn't even i didn't even think about this keep this in mind we had this kit like a kit from target or whatever and we ended up buying refill after refill after refill for this kit because we loved it so much but basically it was these little plastic beads not quite beads they're like little squares of plastic and you would put them um like on what does it work you put them on a piece of tin foil in like a random colorful array of whatever and then you put it in the oven and bake Mm -hmm. them till they were like the perler beads, right? Like kind of, no, perler beads you do with an iron. Um, okay. But they were clear and like see-through. They are like stained glass, but glass beads. Yes. Okay. Um, plastic yeah. beads. I and you do them. it till there was like a flat pancake. And then yep. you take the tin foil out and you'd flip it over on top of a can. And then you would do it again. And it would make a bowl mm-hmm. out of these cool glass things. I still have some and I was like, I want these, I want these, I want these. Like, where are they? I wanted these with the kids for the Halloween thing. And I was like, oh, those are probably so fucking toxic. <laughs> these may not Let me be just safe anymore let's have in these little chunks of plastic and we did it so much um but that was literally just yesterday i was looking at that and i was like why can't i find those i'm like oh well that's probably why mm-hmm. it's probably super carcinogenic that's like those
0: things you used to get around Easter, actually, where it would have a, a metal tube and then just these weird smelling pink blobs and you could blow the bubbles with them. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Those probably aren't safe either.
1: <laughs> no, that screams choke on me. Like Yeah.
0: Well, and like <laughs> inhaling something. I'm not <laughs> sure.
1: I yeah. remember those. Though. I loved those.
0: Yeah. What was
1: that even called?
0: I don't Let know. Let us know on
1: the YouTube comments if you know what yeah. that goo is called. Yep. Like a slime goo. It, 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 it just, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Those were fun. Those are fun. Um, I was Tweety Bird one year, and that was pretty fun.
0: Ah, that somehow you know, I could see you pulling off Tweety Bird in the best charismatic way possible.
1: Thank you. Um, I was very obsessed with Tweety Bird and Sylvester. Yeah, yeah, I was it, between Mary Kate and Ashley and Tweety Bird. My hyperfixations yep. were just like, not to mention I was a horse girl. So there yep. is that. Just like all. No, the urgency. Anyway, um so, the 90s. Um, I was Tweety go? Bird and I couldn't find a full Tweety bird costume. Like I couldn't find like I wanted to, you know, now you could probably find a Tweety Bird that had like little inflaty thing and you could be like inflaty Tweety Bird, but that wasn't a thing. It yeah. was the early 90s. So um I had big Tweety Bird slippers that like were big Tweety Bird heads. And then I had glow in the dark Tweety Bird pajamas that I wore. <laughs> and they uh, it snowed that year and um, so at school I was like I must wear the slippers or else I'm not dressed as Tweety Bird and I nice. was like okay <laughs> so she put plastic bags for the Tweety Bird slippers so I could wear them to school that day it was pretty lovely yeah. um, so that was a big one and then one year I went as Elle Woods from Legally Blonde entirely thrifted
0: that's perfect
1: um and i thought i was so cool because i found pink paper and i sprayed it with perfume and i put it in my pink purse and then i just passed it to
0: people i love that the commitment oh it's so good
1: no it was there yeah that was sixth grade yep. i think i was a in my school in sixth grade yeah yeah my uh, best friend was hillary duff specifically for sixth grade so Mm -hmm. i think we're all in the same yeah vein
0: so it's another thing that happened
1: (laughs) right (laughs) my daughter um this year my kids costumes this year my son is going as ken um he has enough hoodie and uh, wig and everything my eldest daughter is a panda complete with like hands paws which is really cute and then my youngest is going to be elphaba from wicked um, she completely greenified etc mm-hmm. I, mean, I love that costume I think it's amazing how many middle schoolers do you know <laughs> that no also, but isn't that I mean
0: <laughs> me and, like the school, teachers just come out so
1: right exactly I'm, like the teachers will so appreciate it like yeah you individual person
0: I was a theater kid but not in the high school because the person who ran theater in high school hated me for some unknown reason that they never named so I was the community theater kid Mm. so I would do like two or three shows a summer and a couple in the fall and I would have to travel to the different community theaters to do it so I was like one here and then drive an hour to this one and then another one to this my poor parents before I had a a license yeah
1: I understand that's like us, us here too we drive well, to go down to Carson, and we go down to Gardnerville, and we yeah we go all over. The and place the whole drive we had the Wicked
0: soundtrack on, everywhere.
1: Yep, that was mm-hmm. how we wound up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so she will be defying gravity, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in her witchy garb. Um, yeah, super fun. I don't know if we're gonna get trigger treaters. I keep like we bought a bunch of candy because I I honestly don't know. About this neighborhood. I know there's not a lot of kids in our specific neighborhood, but that doesn't actually mean anything around here. It could yeah. still be a I can I don't know about this
0: neighborhood because we weren't here last year, and I don't know about our new one because we won't be there until just after. We're going to move in on the third of November, <laughs> so I'm going to just miss Halloween mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm.
1: So. But you get to do Christmas there, and that's what matters.
0: Yeah, as soon as we move in, probably will on on Thanksgiving we tend to decorate. So that'll get a couple weeks of us being relatively normal and then we're gonna bust out the Corgi stuff.
1: Because it's a I will say what I, I love is living where I do, I have been to multiple like Sawen celebrations, et cetera, mm. that are very community focused. Um, which is so incredible because that's like, you know, obviously that's like the Wiccan version of Sawen for the most part. Um, or the Celtic version, which it is a Celtic holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's neat that it's acceptable enough that there are like specific events for it that are not spooky Halloween costume. It's like, let's get together and do a ritual and it's yeah. cool. So I do really appreciate that energy about it mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, let's see. Any other spooky stories coming to mind that you want to share before uh-huh. we're done? I was, I was going to mention the, the one that's
0: not a spooky story, but it's it's kind of a funny story. I don't know if I told it last year about the one I only ever had a Halloween party once. Oh yeah. Um, Tell us that. I've had very few parties in my childhood because neurodivergent. Um, But when I did, it was a first year living in our new house at the time. And we lived in the middle of 18 acres of woods. Mm -hmm. And so I was already scared. (laughs) (laughs) We lived in the middle of 18 acres of woods and signs came out like that year. So I was, you know, Mm. farms were the only thing around the woods. It was a thing for me. I was, I had, um, closet doors that were mirrors. So I was convinced I was going to wake up and one of those aliens was going to be in my mirror. Um, but anyway, I had, my mom was like, why don't you throw a Halloween party for all of your friends? And we were in fifth grade. So I was, I guess 11 at this point. Um, and, and we was like, okay, cool. We'll do that. So all of my, all the people came to this party. I don't know how, because I literally was the person who would have a party later. And this may have been where I made a bad impression. I'm not sure because people would just not show up to parties later. (laughs) So, but this one, everybody was there. And, uh, and so I think this probably was like my bid for popularity. And I, I think Mm. I did it because I had a playhouse out the back and it had like a Dutch door and it was adorable I put a door in there and made like a loft out of it I had power running to it with a with a extension cable I was set up with my own little house in these little woods it was the perfect little like what I would consider now like a little witch cottage she shed kind of situation mm-hmm. uh, so we went into our basement did a like costume party um fashion show and I had said to my mom beforehand nothing scary we're going to enjoy mm-hmm. costumes. We're going to have candy. We're going to have desserts. And that's what it's going to be. So <laughs> we go in and uh, we're doing the costume party. And all of a sudden the bilco doors, metal bilco doors on our basement, something starts banging on them. And immediately I was like, mom, why? I know this is you. I said, no scary stuff. And she was like, I don't know. It didn't have, I didn't do this. I don't know what it is. And I was like, fine. I guess I'll just like, in my brain, it was like, I guess it didn't exist then. Fine. It, we'll just move on. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, let's go show all your friends your playhouse with all the the um, the lights and everything. So we go up there and we're like singing songs and whatever, and all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of everybody right in front of the Dutch door. Dutch mm-hmm. door is important. So I'm in front of the Dutch door. Everybody's around me. It's like 11 fifth grade girls in a tiny house, tiny, tiny house, like smaller than a room. And the power goes out. The lights went out. So immediately I know what's happening. So mm-hmm. I jumped to the ground, all fours huddled up like this. And I'm a highly religious kid, right? Because I'm spiritual and all that stuff. I have a relationship with spirits and energies. So I'm sitting there literally out loud shouting to myself, there's nothing to fear because God is near. There's nothing to fear because God is near. And so I get myself brave. I've survived brain surgery and everything to this point. Okay, <laughs> I finally get myself back, brave enough to open my eyes And I am face to face with a chainsaw and a gorilla mask because the banging on the Bilco door was my dad and my brother going out to get a scream mask, a gorilla mask, and a chainsaw. Now, the entire time that I was telling myself that there was nothing to fear because God was near, my dad couldn't get the chainsaw to work. But the minute I was able to open my eyes, it worked. (laughs) So I start screaming, I can't believe you did this to me. You promised you wouldn't do this to me. I can't believe you did this to me. And... All of a sudden, the next thing I know, all of my friends are back in the house. The party's dissolving at that point. And my parents are walking me back down, promising I can sleep on their floor that night because I was going to be scared because they put me in fear. And if I'm in fear yeah. when I'm going yeah. to sleep, stuff happens. And the only redeeming thing was that on the way back down to the house, Sean, my brother, ran into a tree. And that made me laugh.
1: Um, honestly, asshole move. Sure. <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah issues that's where that comes from (laughs) yep (laughs) i'm lucky because my parents are not they don't like scary shit either so like Mm -hmm. they never have i never have it's never been a thing for us i asked my sister actually i was like are you gonna do halloween with your kids this year she's no it's like okay go. she's the same boat as me like no scary things no
0: absolutely not
1: i remember when we were your kids was the era of like the blood pump masks mm-hmm. so like you were still allowed to wear masks to school right like that was yeah, still but, a thing yeah. it's not now in case you're wondering not yeah. a thing um but those would terrify me like they were yeah. the worst
0: well, thing they always worked. so they would leak all, like so people would come to school with them on and it's like great there's the red in the hallway thankfully yeah. like you know it was fake that time but yeah
1: exactly yeah. like but uh, no one finds those i think as fun anymore as they no, did the
0: time. it was borderline but... then <laughs> it was it was, like, was post Columbine, 9-11 world at that point so we were all just like hmm
1: yeah oh i think mine was before that but i'm thinking of it. i don't think i saw anything after i was like oh,
0: mine was definitely and... high school so oh really
1: mm-hmm yeah, no, no, no. Um, elementary school kids is what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. well I okay yeah. I lived in a really rich community. I was not. There I was, was like six of say, us I'm that were like, your
0: sure trends hit us about five years after they were cool.
1: So <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, too, because this is something I've actually uh, talked to my aunt about this before, too, because uh, like they live in the Midwest. But trends move from,
0: yep, California West over.
1: East. So we get it first, and then you guys get it like years later so very weird so yeah for us for me it was elementary school mm-hmm. it was elementary school and these little kids would be like in scream masks like ah, yeah, no, I hated think. It.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um anyway lots of other spooky ghost stuff too it's so funny now because like looking back at the scary stuff that happened throughout my life and spiritual spooky it's all like what oh, is this it was this thing it mm-hmm. was just hope she poked me here <laughs>
0: Yep. My mom used to try to get me to watch sure. the scary movies by being like, look, they're doing it this way. This is what, you know, Sean got over his fear by just imagining how the director set it up. I'm like, I don't care how the director set it up. I'm still going to have a ghost in my house tonight. Like I know I will, because I'm watching it and they're going to come through the TV. <laughs> like,
1: Oh my gosh. Did I ever tell you when we watched the Hills Have Eyes? Have I ever told you the story? Oh no, no. Okay. So again, gross. Hills Have Eyes is awful. It was in Nevada, in the desert. It's where Gardnerville is. It's in the Nevada mm-hmm. desert. And my middle school is called Pabalu, which means people of the valley, in Washoe. And um, I was at a sleepover um, for a girl's birthday, and she wanted to watch scary movies. I don't do scary movies.
0: That was every sleepover with all of my friends in high school.
1: Ew, that's disgusting. No. Um, <laughs> but I was like, okay, cool. It's a it's like a slumber party. There's a whole bunch of people. Like it's not just me and this one girl. Like we can watch it. And we watched one movie about, like, weird bug slug things that, like, took over the world that was, like, gross and creepy and I didn't like it at all. And then we watched The Hills Have Eyes, which is horrific. It's not even scary. It's just horrific. It's, mm-hmm. um, like, in a very rude place. But we're all scared. We're freaked out. It's, like, well, the movie's almost over. And my friend, she has the blanket, like, pulled up. And she's, like, oh. And then she, like, looks at me and she goes, oh, my God. And I was, like, what? And she was, like, all oh, the people of the valley. That <laughs> everybody out um so now every time i drive past that school i'm like I'm hills.
0: yeah see living growing up in pennsylvania stunk because mm-hmm. literally every horror movie was like somewhere in pennsylvania what, silent hill really? silent I guess hill it takes is, place yeah. in centralia which was about half an right. hour from where i grew up my mm-hmm. my city also had fire coming underneath it so it was very relatable um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know like yeah signs took place in in rural pennsylvania just outside philadelphia i was two and a half hours north of philadelphia but i was north of philadelphia we had a lot of farm it was enough for me to be, so like whatever yeah. yeah they all take place yeah. side of pennsylvania
1: mm-hmm. I, yeah i was just gonna say i don't think i mean even like thinking about it now i mean there's like kidnapping horror movies that kind of thing mm-hmm. that take place in like california but nothing really in my zone with the exception of um misery which is kind of a yeah. horror movie um that was filmed in my neighborhood literally in my neighborhood that i grew up in um the misery houses are still there like there's it's actually an old cowboy camp so there's tons of cabins but there was one cabin that they used for the filming of misery i've broken into it many times as a teenager it's fun um but um when i figured that out i was like oh yeah creepy cabin in the woods that that tracks like this mm-hmm. this is a perfect misery house for yeah. sure um, it was literally in my neighborhood we would go up there all the time and just sit on the roofs (laughs) avoid the chicken coop because the chicken coop was like completely collapsed it was all sorts of stuff but creepy there too tons of spiritual energy there too there was cowboys all over the place
0: yeah Uh, but usually they didn't really give a shit about you talk about was um in our writing cabin at the forgotten storytellers retreat this past two weeks we had somebody there um i think she was more of nature and like an elemental thing Mm -hmm. um she She was grumpy she initially manifested as a bug like a giant bug mm-hmm. flying around in the living room um and then she turned into uh a woman that was a little bit wraith ish yeah. i think you could say mm-hmm. um and then throughout the weekend we had to sort of build up this whole like hey we're only here for a couple of days can you just tolerate us like kind of thing yeah.
1: i gave her a book about the Appalachian forest and shoved her in a corner
0: <laughs> yeah and it worked, it worked. Each night she got a little bit nicer because I was I had to sleep there. And like when yeah. I fell down the steps there, I was just like, if that was you, not cool. But I don't think it was. It was just, no. you know, just slippery steps. Um so
1: yeah. So that she was spooky though, for mm-hmm. sure. But she was literally like I blocked her in a corner next to a fireplace was like mm, yeah. read a book. Some books We're
0: busy We're taking and this. then she
1: was like, No, I don't want to. And then she was like, Okay, I'm good with this. Yeah. and just chill So then I gave her a whole bunch of other books. And
0: books will left? change lives. <laughs> It really if you feel like you want to write a book that could change lives we are still taking pictures for forgotten storytellers the mm-hmm. uh, cohort is starting to fill up and we have some amazing people so you can already look forward to being surrounded by amazing friends in addition yeah. to a 50 50 spiritual and book writing program so cool would love to hear your pitch
1: yeah if you want to write your fiction book in alignment with like channeling in your characters your guides your higher self your astrology like that's what we do it's so cool mm-hmm. it's the coolest thing we do But yes, please join. It's the most fun. We love it. Um, We would love to have you there. So please submit your pitch. That would be incredible. Also, Japan tickets are la. You can come with us to Japan. Um, I'm so excited excited about that. You want to talk about spiritual energy that you can feel?
0: Like I don't care if you're if you you know my husband who's right here used to say I'm as spiritual as a rock. Mm. But like even if you believe that about yourself, Japan will share with you a feeling which is amazing.
1: Yeah, it will be incredibly life-changing for you to come. And I also just want to say, like, I know that the world feels kind of scary right now for a lot of people and is in a lot mm-hmm. of upheaval and there's so much change happening. And I totally acknowledge and accept that. What I will say is adventure and getting out into the world helps you feel so much better mm-hmm. about it all. Like, it, it, I don't know. Travel is so mind opening and grounding and just loving and it's something that will just help you navigate everything that goes on in the world from then on out
0: it gives you so much perspective because you can remember that there's so much more you know than than whatever a headline is telling us and that there's more to be able to um you know reach out to that we're more connected than Mm -hmm. sometimes we're led to believe
1: yeah so anyway if you I've always been interested in going to Japan. Um, We would love for you to travel with us. It makes it safe. It makes it fun. Mm -hmm. We have a guide helping us the whole time and the things that we're going to do, you wouldn't get to do normally on a tour of anywhere. So she's fun. Anyway, all of the information, we'll probably put a link below of the YouTube video, or you can go to either of our, you know, links in our bio, click there and you'll find Mm -hmm. all the info. Um, Also next week, we have another really, really big announcement. You'll probably see it beforehand on our social media platforms. So I do just want to preface that. I'm just not quite ready at the time of this recording to say it aloud, but on next week's episode, we'll talk a decent chunk about it. Um, We're stoked. It's something we've never done before.
0: Yep. And we're doing it with some incredible people and it's going to be accomplishing some really, I think, helpful things.
1: Well, fantastic. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, Have a spooky week and (laughs) we hope that you
0: go make some magic.
1: magic. (laughs) I don't know. I I
0: don't, I don't try to know anymore. I rely on our friends to tell us.